back with the bargain bench boys i'm ray i'm john and we don't have brandon today brandon is uh trapped in a genie lamp and neither john and i are gonna rub it to let him out um the movie that we saw we had to like rewatch was ghetto stories starring lil boozy and webby first an initial thoughts from john on the ghetto initial stories thoughts. Movie. so the way we found this uh this film right here is um it popped up like one of those amazon recommendations a while back and i watched the trailer and i was like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen like they just they made like a song for it and they like synced it up with the scenes and there's like one where little boozy's like singing about how we're having a cookout and then the scene switches to like them having a cookout like some pork chops on the grill and i was like this this seems like a great movie here yeah so this movie was we talked about it after we saw it because it, we, it did not end up being true. My initial thoughts: I knew yeah, it was gonna yeah. be a bad movie. Thought it was gonna be a fun bad movie. This was just a bad. Yeah, bad this movie. was a weird type of bad movie because it wasn't like look at how bad this is. It's so funny, and it wasn't like entertaining at all. Like it was legit boring. Like after we saw it, we looked oh, at each yeah. other like, "Oh, this is gonna be the shortest podcast yet," <laughs> just because of how terrible it was. I'm gonna bring up the. Um, I just felt bad after summary on it. I don't know what it was. It wasn't even that it was short. I mean, it had like a plot, I guess. It it had things happen in it. I don't know what it was. Something about it, just like every single scene of the movie was off to me. I'll let you go through the cast. Cast? All right. So cast, we have, um, I mean, we have Top Build, Lil Boozy <laughs> and Webby. Um, they play a crucial role later on in the movie, but we started off mostly focusing on... on um, Tyrion Turner, aka Kane from Menace to Society, which is most of, which is where I assume most of that 500k budget went had to, to was getting it Kane from Menace to Society. <laughs> he plays Slim, who um, really should have been in the whole movie, but they cut him off. I mean, he's not a, even he's essentially through. our main character through the first like one fourth of the movie, I guess. Because he does, yeah, he he he's not on screen for very long, um, but he's like our main character that we start off the movie with. Until we switch to what everybody wanted, a little boozy, webby, buddy cop movie. Uh, we have a bunch of other rappers in the movie, too. We have a lot of cameos. Yeah, yeah. They top list Bun B and Paul Wall. Which Bun B plays kind of a major role. He, he doesn't have very many scenes, but he kind of plays an important role. He's yeah. Webby's father. We, he, we, first time we see him, he's on trial for um, shooting a police officer, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the trial unfolds, they, you kind of realize that it's a police dog that he shot. <laughs> but uh, uh, I was telling you this before, but they have like a scene where like his lawyer is like talking to the judge. And the judge is like, uh, this man is on trial for killing a police officer. And they're like, sir, it was a police dog. <laughs> and he's like, any animal trained by the police is a police officer, sir. <laughs> like the, the technicalities that they get him on are ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, but Bunby's in like two scenes, but he, I guess he has a pretty major role later on. But we have other members of Trilly and T. We got Paul Walt, who's have, the definition of a cameo, but they don't play yeah, it like Paul, a cameo. Yeah, they, well, they, he, he's, like, he's like top build on the on like the intro of the of the movie but then like paul wall comes in and he's only in there for one scene. we got the people wow, wow baby <laughs> people <laughs> champ comes through for one uh not even i don't know i want to say less than two minutes of it of a of an ending scene and then we have uh other trillion t rappers with a little fat big head and uh somebody else fox who i assume is just I get three, it. I don't boozy's three boys there's no fox fox and millie that's all <laughs> i know fox. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into the um, start of the movie. The movie starts kind of with this weird trailer montage of shooting. So what it is, it seems like a trailer. It's like 
the raid in their trap house and all that, but it seems like a trailer because they're popping up names on the screen again. <laughs> so we have Lil Boozy. Yeah, okay. as, as gunshots are firing, it's like yeah. Lil Boozy, trailer and like, We got imp like an impact font. It's like Lil Boozy's <laughs> name pops up, Webby and stuff. And then Paul Wall's name pops up. So you're, again, led to believe that Paul Wall is going to be a major character in this movie. <laughs> Multiple times they make you believe it. But anyway, so... Yeah, so we, we get that opening scene. It kind of looks like a trailer. Um, it for sure it. looks like a trailer because yeah. I wasn't paying attention to it. I thought it was mm -hmm. like like you were saying, like an intro scene, like a Bond movie. Yeah, like a 007 movie or like um, like Spider-Man or something. Or a Netflix like show where it lets you yeah, yeah. skip the intro. That's what this was. That's but what it, it looks wasn't. like. But yeah, you, you turn out that this, it turns out that that whole trailer scene is very important to the plot because... That you had to pay attention to, which I didn't, so I was confused. Because as it happens, there's just a bunch of dudes like in the trap house cooking up drugs and bagging it up and police show up they run in the house and then it's just like guys running out of the house or running away from the cops before we even see any of our main characters in the movie we get to hoops who's like nicole alexander she's like a reality tv star i think she's married to shaquille o'neal i don't know i don't, I don't know what's about hoops but she's uh, a nurse at a hotel or at a hospital not a hotel one of them hotel nurses <laughs> one of them hotel nurses <laughs> In case you need anything in the middle of the night, room service and my sheets are on too tight. Nightmares. <laughs> uh, yeah, she comes in and she's like just like doing her job in the hospital. They're like introducing you to like her like daily life, and like a, some like white um, lady nurse comes up to her and is just like, "Oh, you heading out?" And she's like, "Yeah, I gotta go home and wake up my my lazy ass boyfriend so he can get up for work." And then it just like she goes home. Slim is asleep. This is the first time we see Kane. Slim's like asleep in the bed. She like wakes him up and lays down. He wakes up. So like her day's ending, his day's mm -hmm. beginning type of thing. He wakes up, like takes her shoes that, off, and gives, gives her that two second foot rub. <laughs> he like he takes her shoe off and just squeezes her foot for like half a second, and then walks away, like a two second foot rub. But um, he's like gets ready for the day, goes out, and uh, this is where he like the uh, the landscaping service. Mm -hmm. The first scene that we get with the landscaping guys, which like what what was even the what was going on in that scene? I think they're just trying to show you that he's got Slim. his hand in like regular businesses. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, what happens is Slim. He uh, runs a landscaping business. <laughs> that's pretty. It's all that you need that's to all know. The of they go a little farther with it though. But yeah, there's like a Hispanic guy on on staff. The main guy on staff is like yelling at the Hispanic guy in Spanish, and he's like, "These Latinos, I don't know how to deal with them anymore." Like it's just like a real like anti-Latino. It's pretty offensive. <laughs> it's pretty offensive. I mean, <clears throat> but yeah, nothing, nothing like significant comes of it. They're just letting you know that Kane runs that business. Uh, but basically, he's on his way to his like his drug supplier to like turn in his earnings. When he gets there, he kind of sits down with the guy. The guy's name is Ricardo, and he like sits down with him. And Ricardo's like, "All right, so I heard you guys had like a pretty big take a couple days ago. Like, let me have it." And then this is where he explains to Ricardo that he lost a bunch of his earnings because of the raid. Mm -hmm. So this is the point where we looked at each other where we were like, oh, the trailer in the beginning it's was like, a oh, scene. Oh, that was important. Yeah, we were not paying attention at all. But it turns out that's a scene that pretty much drives the whole movie mm -hmm. is the raid in the beginning. And we were like, all right, nice. They just opened the movie with something that we thought we were supposed to pay attention to. But uh, yeah, they open it with that scene. And then he's like, I'm going to get you the money. Don't worry. And there's like, this is like, it starts like the weird power dynamic where ricardo is the supplier and kane is the dealer but like still he has more respect for kane than kane for him and he's just like hey man like i'm gonna get you your money like you chill out don't like breathe down my neck or anything like that but then the, the following scene is where we get the introduction of hatch which is a little boozy's character mm -hmm. do you remember that at all yeah this is um, the car scene I, i'll let you he's just yeah he's just remember i kind of remember 
Well, they're running scams. Yeah, so, they're at the that car pulls up at the gas station, right? And yeah. then Boozy's just peeking out. Boozy, they get yeah, some Boozy. dope fiend to like act like he got hit by the car. <laughs> he, Real he, bad acting, but it's on purpose. He like rolls over the car. We didn't realize that it was a scam at first. He like rolls over the hood of the car really like grossly, and I was like, oh no, this is like what their stunt budget was like. Um, but yeah, it's all part of Boozy and Big Head's plan. Boozy and Big Head are like hiding behind these like gas pumps, and they're gonna like rob this white woman. Mm-hmm. So she, like, gets out to, like, check if the guy's okay, and then, like, Boozy and him kind of run in, like, steal her purse and steal everything. And then, like, as the guy gets up, the woman's like, are you sure you're okay? He just gets up, and he's like, you just got jacked. <laughs> and he, like, runs down the street. I think she, like, lets out, like, a pretty, like, regular, like, oh, man. Maybe they were, maybe they're trying to echo menace to society when, uh, oh, yeah, Kane, think about Kane that. seals that at the drive-thru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we should watch menace And a cheeseburger or whatever. Double says. burger with cheese. Double burger with cheese. <laughs> We, we gotta um, watch Menace Society one of these days, find a reason to. Uh, but yeah, so they they rob that girl, and then we get the introduction of Webby right after the introduction of Boozy. Mm-hmm. Or, oh no, Webby, I don't think Webby is in the scene, it's just the barbershop scene. The, the point of this scene, it introduces the love interest between Poetry Girl and Young Boy. Which goes nowhere. It goes nowhere, like the rest of this film. <laughs> they continue, but these characters literally don't matter. They continue throughout the f- film to like introduce these characters that are su- super insignificant. Yeah, it's like a she like writes this poem. She's like into poetry or something. He like comes in. He's like, I heard you be writing poetry and stuff like that. And she's like, Yeah, a little bit. And he's like, Read me something. And she has like a trash like it's it sounds like Boozy wrote it, but it's like a trash like uh you, you gotta like show love and be like Martin Luther King and I'm just trying to make a change like Rosa Parks. Like it's like a really bad like <laughs> it's like, oh no, like who thought this was a good idea? It was like a for like um if if your school did like a thing for like Heritage Month and then you were like, Oh, I wrote a rap song, Miss Campbell, about <laughs> about Marcus Garvey. I did one of those about the Everglades yeah. in fourth grade. I got I got published on that though. Did you really? Yeah. I mean that's better than this, I guess. Nobody's watching this movie. I got po- it wasn't a real one. It was like one of those for like the school, school magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Like your parents might buy it. My Liter- parents didn't buy it. Literary fair. Your mom didn't even buy it. Nah, She's like, nah, there's real art out there. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time. trash. On my son's four Everglades lines about the Everglades. <laughs> How to Everglades wet, but my soul so dry. Alright. <laughs> um, <laughs> after the barbershop pointless scene um, is the scene where we get uh the introduction to kane's baby mom like where the drug house is he's got two you gotta keep that yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah so his his first this baby- is the original one yeah I, we don't even remember her name yeah his know. his first baby baby mom that they introduced us to is hoops the nurse and then the second baby mom i don't even remember her name i don't think she had it's her first one but that's like this is like the trashy one yeah, yeah and then hoops is the one he's really trying to make a life with yeah yeah hoops is the one that like has a job and is trying to get her life together and then this girl just is the stash house that's where he keeps his money mm-hmm. Um, this is that whole scene where he comes in and she's like cooking and singing. Yeah, so it's they do this thing in this movie where I don't know who decided it, but John McDougal or whatever is that the John director? McDougal is the director, yeah. Is that who decided this? I don't know, but they zoom in on um our characters John McDougal, the director, by the way, whose only other directorial credit is the Christian movie Living Water. <laughs> Which <laughs> this film, Ghetto Stories as well, has religious themes, as oh, you'll find out under, if you keep listening to this podcast. But, all, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, this movie does this thing where it zooms in on uh, people singing to themselves while cooking mm. for an awkward amount of time. Yeah, and she, this is the first time we experience it, she, but she's they're trying to play dancing, it up. Yeah. yeah, they're trying, like, they zoom in. Like on her thighs and stuff, they're trying to play up as like, like she's, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine and stuff. I mean, not to throw shade, but like she's 
attractive girl face, yeah, but she's like, not like you see her working at like racetrack or something working mm -hmm. the register i mean it's not they milk it because like uh kane comes in and he's like this is all me huh turn around girl and he like grabs her and you're just like okay like, i mean <laughs> like, i wrote in my notes i was like his nurse couldn't though. have done better yeah i was like his nurse is more attractive than this girl <laughs> But yeah, that, that that whole scene is weird. She's like dancing, singing, and cooking, and he like comes in. Basically, it's the stash house. So while he's talking to her, he's going in the closet, pulling out some extra money that he's gonna supplement out for the money that he owes Ricardo after the raid. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a whole bunch of. Um, this is one of those scenes where I guess it's important what he's doing, but it's one of those scenes where, like. It's introducing characters that have no significance and cutting mm -hmm. the people who like don't even matter to the plot. Because the scene right after it is that weird picnic that we were talking about before, where like it's the um, the the landscaping guys and then like a couple of Kane's dope boys and they're just like eating barbecue and like mm -hmm. talking and like it has Which nothing is shown, to do with the plot. This scene is shown in the trailer. That's what made us want to watch this movie. Is in the trailer. <laughs> it's like the trailer is backed by. Um, is it backed by that? There's a Ghetto Story song that Boozy came out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has like a... Like yeah, a so I think song. it's backed by that song. But like, when it... And it's like, and we're having a cookout. And then it like zooms in on just this scene. Where it's like they're zooming on the grill like some pork chops are cooking. They're at the cookout. And it's a, it's a two-minute insignificant scene in the plot. It has nothing to do with it. That's what made me want to... I was like, this is going to be a fun movie. Just like it, boys chilling at the cookout. Movie. No, yeah, this not is so movie. boring. Uh, yeah, but... They do that whole scene where they're just talking about stuff that's like happening on the street. None of it has any significance. And then we cut to Slim visiting his grandmother, I suppose. They they call her grandmother several times. But he's visiting his grandmother and this you is You know like, what? On the topic of uh, good actors. The grandmother the grandma was a great Yeah, yeah. She, she was just playing herself. She like, was just but, yeah, she was just she like was an old typical. soulful like wise woman where she was just like yeah man like and you need, she to, was you need like, to be careful you need to watch yourself she had some like some great sayings yeah, yeah. some great proverbs so like I'll, we'll, I, give, we'll give her a shout out let me look up her name but yeah that the, the scene is basically and it's it's written to be the most like expository scene there's no ever. way first off there's no way she's on imdb it's just gonna be what you're gonna <laughs> see is so will boozy's real name is terrence hatch it's just gonna be like grandmama hatch mama hatch oh they actually don't list um the cast beyond five characters so we're not going to see choice. anybody's name. Is we Paul have, Wall on there? They put Paul Wall we have, on there? We don't have Paul Wall. Uh, we have Nicole Alexander, who's Hoops. We have um, full name Boozy Badass for Marcus Hatch. <laughs> Amir Baraka, which is Saul. We have Ricardo. We have Slim. We have Webby. And we have somebody named Van White. And it just says actor. It doesn't say who he plays. I don't remember Van White in this I don't movie. remember Van White either. And I'm looking at him, and I don't remember him being in the movie at all. Is that Saul? No, it's just a white dude. Do you remember any white characters in this film? Probably the uh, the guy they're trying to make the Latino guy. Maybe. Maybe. That was, that was probably him. Maybe, yeah. That's the only one I remember besides Paul Wall. They don't put Paul Wall in there. Yeah, Paul Wall's not listed in the IMDb. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so shout out to her. We don't have her name. Best actor in the film, unfortunately. She was legit somebody's grandma. Um, yeah, so... But this is like the exposition scene where she's out here, like, basically letting the audience know Kane's, like, a good guy. She's like, we're so happy that you'd be out here sending money to the kids in the school and providing for this neighborhood. Yes, yeah, so you do a lot of great things for us, Kane. They're, like, trying to let us know mm -hmm. that, like, he's the Robin Hood of his neighborhood. Um, like, literal Robin Hood. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that, that whole scene is done in a really weird way where like it ends with her like offering him popsicles and he's like no thank you it's just such a this weird thing 
But yeah, it was just a whole bunch of like exposition uh, stuff about that. And then out out front of her house, Boozy's there. This is where we first see him and Boozy interact because Boozy's talking to somebody about like some girl that he just smashed. And Slim comes up and like puts him in a sleeper hole. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like playfully fighting and stuff. Um, but yeah, they, they start talking about like the money that was taken in the raid and he's just like yeah i just got the money i'm gonna go ahead and pay ricardo so he goes back to the club there's like another weird thing where slim tries to go into the club you remember that and like the bodyguard won't let him in i don't remember that yeah the bodyguard like refuses to let him in and then like some girl walks up she's like hey chill that's slim he's like oh my bad slim (laughs) and he like backs away (laughs) they like never they never focus on why that was a thing i guess they were just trying to be like people know about slim he gives ricardo's money back and he's like here's an extra stack for your trouble and like ricardo loses his mind that's when he's like getting up in his face and he's like Do you you're making this I movie am? make a lot more sense than it actually does because <laughs> well, like i don't remember any of this stuff when i actually watched it. I, I just remembered it as just now because the plot is there but it's so thin what i'm doing is i'm like piecing the story together just to make it a little bit easier but basically he just he brings the money back to ricardo pays him gives him extra money ricardo feels disrespected and so Slim is like, hey, man, I'm giving you extra money. You're not going to disrespect me. He walks out and Ricardo like begs him like, all right, man, I'm sorry. Which is another thing that like he's supposed to be Slim's boss. But they're still like, no, everybody's here Slim. Yeah, that's, they're, they're just trying yeah. to build Slim up. And so he's a, like, I got four keys. This many. I got this many, <laughs> baby. And he like, holds up four. And he's like, we can make this work. I'll front you the four keys and we'll make this work. So he takes that deal and there's just a bunch of scenes after that about him explaining the deal to Boozy at a wing stop. And then we get the long sex scene with him and Hoops. Oh, before that, though, we have um, that how to cook crack scene. Oh, yeah, they do it. That do was a, like a, one of those like YouTube how-to videos. Yeah, they do a DIY. Have you, those ta- you know those tasty videos where it's like oh, yeah. over the top? That's and they're how just this like, was. Add, add three English muffins. Like slather each one with butter. It was like that, but for like three cooking crack. Soda. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was crazy. I was like, they're just like literally line for line. There's a voiceover. Here's how you do it. You do this. You put it in the microwave. I mean, it seemed pretty accurate to me. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it's probably real. Like, we could probably do... We'll do a Bargain Binge Boys experiment and make crack. <laughs> we'll post it on the Instagram. <laughs> but, yeah, they do that. They introduce Webby in the next scene where he, like, um, like buys a bike for some girl. Doesn't he? Doesn't he buy a bike for that little girl that he's, like, on the stoop with? Yeah, something I don't like know. There's a lot of scenes that don't really make any sense, but... Anyways, we get to that sex scene with... So this is this is Hoops' main baby mama. Yeah, this the is the one nurse. that's a nurse that yeah. wants to be a doctor. So this is who he's putting all his attention towards. Um, so in the background, it starts off with him saying, make another life with me. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And they, and they it's, it's a full-on, uh, like... It's not good. Yeah, it's not yeah, good. yeah. I mean, it, I don't... It's a full, like, cringeworthy, like, all of it's really crazy. When I saw it, I was like, man, Slim's cooler than this, I hope. <laughs> like, all of them, all of them. We have a sex scene with Webby later. I'm like, is this, oh, yeah, the Webby this sex what you're rapping is, about, Webby? <laughs> the like, Webby sex scene is crazy. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, I can't even believe that this is how they did this, man. He better just stay like, independent. He's because... just like slowly with it. <laughs> but, yeah, and the, uh, that sex, it's awkward. That had to be like five minutes. It was a very long uh, sex scene. And sex scene, it's not... They're not actually having sex in the sex scene. It's like all the uh, the lead up. And in the background, is not like any sort of Trill ENT track or anything. It's just like some cool jazz. <laughs> we group each other. 
and then we get to see them group each other. It was like uh, it was like kindergarten nap time music, is what that was. It's so bad. I didn't get any clips of the of the sexy music. That's what I'm like looking for in my uh, in my clips. It. But yeah, it was like a, it was like a classic like garage band jazz, slow jazz. I don't know. It was ridiculous. Oh man, what even happens after that? I don't even. This was we got. This was the, the most uh, boring the movie of all time. Yeah, the boozy face off with Webby oh, but, yeah, at boozy the gas Webby. station. But before then, we have. So Boozy's posted up on the corner and like against the wall. This is like the only big Boozy song we actually hear in the whole movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's him acapella singing "Smoking on Purple." Well, we just while had a, smoking on. We purple. just had to talk about this because for a split second I was like maybe they couldn't clear it, but then it's his. I was like it's his it's movie. It's his music. By, and it, even besides that, it's bankrolled by by his, yeah, by like, his why? his company. It's not like a theater release. It's like, not like there's I mean, other companies to involved. To me, like if you're if you're a rapper trying to make a movie, like you should really use that movie as a vehicle to advertise your yeah, music yeah, better. Like give visuals sense. to your music. That's what like Master P did with all his movies. I don't see. Oh, we gotta watch the Master P movies. Oh, we here. do. Yeah, I mean those were a lot more fun than the yeah, songs. Yeah. But oh, yeah, man. it's him singing his own song, which brings up some like existential questions of like, is Boozy a rapper in this universe? Yeah, or is he singing like? A boozy from a parallel universe yeah, song, yeah. or is Hatch a rapper, or is this him coming up with yeah, the song yeah, yeah. right here? Uh, that's so weird. All of this, I don't even know. But anyways, he has a face-off. So boozy South Side has a face-off with Webby North Side. Classic, like why you're here. This is our territory. All that stuff. Yo, well, Webby's answer. Do you remember? He's like, "What are you doing on this side of town?" He's like, "I like this bodega. I was just shopping." <laughs> He's like, "Which?" <laughs> I didn't catch that, but like, they're in Louisiana, like they're in Baton Rouge. Nobody calls it a bodega said, yeah. except in New York City. Well, because I remember I thought about that. I was like, where's the setting of this movie? But I don't, why did they throw that in there? I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing was really weird. Although the it. cops, the cop, that cop, that one random security guard breaks it up. He comes in and he's like, he's like, like a sixty-year-old black guy. He's just like, "What's going on out here?" And they all like just fully we respect and are scared of this old man. They're just like, "Nothing, sir. <laughs> Everything's good." <laughs> Security guard, like a little rent-a-cop, is just like hey. for realism though. I mean, they uh, this was really at a gas station. There's people in the background, people driving around. So they did oh, yeah. film everything on site. There's also a scene where they're riding in a car talking and it's like actually somebody driving a car on like an actual highway yeah yeah there's definitely people living their life in the background <laughs> none of these 500k went to any yeah, sort yeah. of backdrops or yeah, stages so, so 500k went to the bullet effects <laughs> the bullet effects is literally like it sounds like a like if someone bought like a pack like on garage band of like bullet noises <laughs> it's so terrible and then just like quick muzzle flares like that just look like a jpeg image that was like loaded onto the screen the shooting is so terrible in this movie you would think they have like all Which these crazy looking get, guns like, i mean they're rapping about all these guns they got like why couldn't you you could you just use record any of gun sounds they weren't even real guns yeah. most of the time in this movie except for uh the uh swat man with the uh the shotgun at the end that was like the <laughs> officer <only> lockett <laughs> we'll get to officer lockett um there wasn't any suspense in this movie was there the, uh, the, the National Treasure Key scene later on. That was a little bit oh, that is, so I wanted to see where they were going with that. That's suspenseful. Well, what happens at that thing? Do you remember? Um, that's when it cuts to hoops at the hospital, the clinic or whatever, that we got ourselves a fracture scene. Oh, yeah. So this is where we, we find out that Hoops is good at her job. <laughs> hoops is a nurse. Yeah. Hey. Her job. Yeah. All right. Well, let me take a look at it. You just let me know when it hurts, okay? All right. Okay. How about this? 
No? Right, what about this? Ah, uh, yeah, right there, right there. Oh, okay, yeah, we got ourselves a fracture. <laughs> One second. You feel that right there? Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> you good, bro. Don't worry about it. It's a, she says it too with such like, this is what I'm supposed to say, right? She has like a talk with her friend and she's like, hey, so what's going on for tonight? She's like, oh, me and Slim, we're going to have a night in. He's going to cook dinner for me um, because Slim gets it. Oh, he got into a little bit of an argument with his side chick when he went and got the money. You remember? Yeah. And uh, they're kind of like yelling back and forth. And he like kind of lets her know, like, you're not even my main girl. Like, chill out. And she starts to get upset with him. And he kind of breaks it off with her. He like tells her, like, he's like, I don't need this anymore. I don't need you in my life. And she's like, all right, you're going to get yours. Like, I don't know, foreshadowing that she's going to turn on him. I mean, she knows where all the money she's is. She's also not included in any of the later scenes. Well, yeah, we don't. We never see her again. I think what they're trying to imply is that she, like, kind of dimed him out. But we never see her again, so it doesn't really matter if that is the case. Anyway, we cut to Slim. He's basically at his house, and he's cooking dinner because Hoops is going to come by in a little bit. And they're going to have their romantic evening together. And um, this is what the, the second scene that you were talking about where people just keep singing and yeah. cooking. He's just like in a wife beater over the stove singing and cooking. Niggas gonna respect my name. Niggas gonna respect the game. Niggas gonna respect my name. Niggas gonna respect the game. Cooking, cooking straight into the microwave. <laughs> He's mostly doing stuff in the microwave. But yeah. so a crack dinner. <laughs> he's using his crack recipe from earlier where he's like stir it put it in a microwave like, oh man this doesn't work for brisket <laughs> they should have did another over the shoulder shot of him cooking it would have been more like all what right they let's see what they're going is shoot it exactly like the cooking crack scene except it's for like an actual recipe like a pot roast or something <laughs> that would have been, been, been a choice by the director that would have been a beast move it was like some trap music in the background <laughs> and do the voiceover this could have been a cool movie the same way that they do the crack scene they could have just did a voiceover where he's like he's like get the pork you're gonna dice it up we're gonna separate it make some sauce like they could have did they could have made it like an interesting movie i don't know i'm asking for too much from this freaking trail entertainment film slim here's a knock on the door grabs his gun immediately which is next to the uno cards i noticed is it, it really yeah it was in like the junk drawer you know with all the extra cords there's like some uno cards next batteries to it. uno cards yeah, he grabs his gun immediately, goes to check the front door. But Hit him with the draw four. <laughs> Yo, this movie would have been great if this man defeated his enemies with a draw four. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah, he goes to the front door with the gun, looking through the shades, but unbeknownst to him, they come through the back door. Home invasion style masks. They they shoot him right away, right? It's two guys. Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, that's just that's how it's going to end for Slim puts up no fight. Slim? He's looking out the front window, turns around, gets caught twice. One shot from each of them. And they don't show him get shot. They show him turn around. They show the, the guns fire with their little, like, fake JPEG muzzle flares. Bad gun sounds. Then it cuts back to the shot where he was. <laughs> and they do It's just empty. So it's like, oh, he's not standing there anymore. Then it cuts to him on the ground with, like, fake blood coming out of his mouth. And he's just like, oh. Oh. <laughs> he's, like, laying on the ground. And that's it. Our main character is dead. It cuts to them rolling his body by happenstance into Hoops's, which is uh, hospital as she's like clocking out for work to go. To I wrote down for this scene. It was uh, it was like a point of what do you call that? Point of view shot. Yeah, yeah, point of view shot where it's from like the granny. Of, yeah, of Kane. Oh, that's yeah, how they yeah. shoot all that. 
And it was just like it's like Grey's yeah. Anatomy. They're like, or something. Yeah, like they're like rolling the camera it's in, like, like on a gurney, and she like kind of notices it as she's like leaving, and then like the white nurse that's talking to her before is like trying to block her, like block. no, don't look, don't look. <laughs> it's like your boyfriend's dead, but don't look. Uh, and uh, she like screams, and they like cut away. Oh no, she passes out. Hoops passes out. Mm-hmm. She like screams for a little bit, tries to get past her, and then she faints. It cuts straight to the funeral, right? It cuts to him mm-hmm. and the, his body in the casket. There's a funeral, and both Webby and Boozy show up. And this is where you start to, where they start to realize, because the audience knows that Kane is friends with both Webby mm-hmm. and Boozy, even though those two hate each other. And this is where they realize they're both at the same funeral. Yeah, they confront each other outside the funeral. Like, why mm-hmm. are you here? Why are you here? And it's like, you couldn't have figured out, like, oh, that's... <laughs> That's both our grandmas? They have no, yeah, they have no idea that they have, like, a, a grandma in common, which is nuts. Like, it's just like, hey, what? Like, Wizzy even says, like, what is this man doing at Slim's funeral? And you're just like, yo, you guys are related. They probably, like, shared a bed when they were little, and so they just didn't <laughs> they just, remember? They blacked it out of their memory. They were not with it. They were just like, nah, we about to... Uh, oh, they do like a little highlight reel of Kane. I just remember. Yeah, to scenes from ten minutes ago. I love yeah. when like trash movies do this, where they have like flashbacks to scenes that. Just they were like, happened. Kane was such a great man, and it cuts to Kane chilling with Boozy, Kane uh, the sex scene with Hoops, and then Kane chilling with Webby, Kane chilling with the old uh, grandma, and they're like, oh, he was so such a good man. <laughs> this drug dealer, <laughs> we're here today to honor such a good man. <laughs> he sold so much crack, <laughs> but they. Uh, yeah, they, they kind of, like, come to blows with each other, and Hoops comes out and sees them arguing. And then this clip, I, I have this clip, I'm going to put it on the Instagram, because it's, yeah, the, best, yeah. it's the best clip in the whole movie. But she, like, comes out, I don't know if I have an audio recording of it, but basically she comes out, and she's like, are y'all serious? Y'all going to do this at Slim's funeral? And she's, like, freaking out. And uh, Boozy has a gun. He's not pointing it at Webby, but we he has, like, actually, a gun. Actually, the thing is, that was surprised. we don't see the gun Oh, in the we don't shot. see the gun until she frame. grabs it. It's out of the frame. <laughs> yeah, she, she runs up. And um, she, like, kind of grabs the his arm that has the gun in it, and she puts uh, Boozy's gun up to Webby's head. And she's just like, do it! Kill him! <laughs> like, she's like, just get it over with! Yeah, it, it was her big moment, I think, like, in her head. And she's like, this is my moment to, like, mm-hmm. take the drama up. Like, high drama, we're going to kick it in gear. It was so bad. I'm definitely, that's the clip that I'm putting up on Instagram. But, yeah, uh, they do that, and then they kind of... Somebody pulls her away. Like, they're like, all right, oops, settle down. Like, I think it's the grandma, and they, like, drag her away. And Boozy and Webby kind of calm down, and they're just like... They have a little hood powwow. <laughs> and they're just like, so you didn't kill Slim? And then No, I didn't kill Slim like, neither. I didn't kill Slim. And so who just, did? This is... Oh, they do their stakeout, right? Because they get arrested. Yeah, how do they get arrested again? They get arrested on a stakeout to kill Ricardo. Oh, right, yeah. When, who figures... Oh, Boozy remembers... Okay, yeah. So they're, they're trying to figure out who killed Slim during their little meeting. And Boozy goes, well, last time I was chilling with Slim, um, he was telling me when we went out for wings that some guy fronted him four keys and he was, like, upset with him. And he's like, dude, ran up to the car and he wasn't acting right. Because remember, Boozy was in the <laughs> car with Slim when all of that happened. And so he's like, I think his name was Ricardo. Like, he just remembered. Yeah, so then they're sitting on the stakeout. It's a, yeah, so they, a, a boozy, stake- webby, buddy cop movie. Yeah, yeah, they're staking out Ricardo. Ricardo's, like, drunk with some girl out in the street, and he's, like, stumbling over. And they're like, we're going to go get this man. And the cops immediately, why do the cops arrest him? He just runs up. The lights go on, and they're just like, damn. Put their hands up, and it comes <sighs> to them in jail. <laughs> what did the cop arrest him for? Just chilling? Just loitering? <laughs> like, what, what are they... <laughs> 
I mean, I, I would assume that maybe they found like guns or drugs but on them. They didn't search but him. They just they didn't search him. They didn't. They just saw a car and they threw their hands up like, "Dang, dude, got us." They just didn't have the sticker on their license plate up to date. Um, but they end up in prison, or they end up in jail, and uh, they're like with this guy in jail, like sharing a like a blunt. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember that scene. Yeah, like, Webby's, like, secretly smoking a blunt and, like, blowing it into the toilet and flushing it. <laughs> and Booz is like, y'all know, yeah, and Booz is like, y'all know that don't work, right? He's like, what you mean? I'm flushing the smoke. I feel like this is probably something that actually happens in prison, <laughs> yeah. though. Trying to flush the smoke down That's the toilet. That's just way too ridiculous for that not to actually happen. Nobody come up with that unless people are actually funny. trying to do that. Um, but, yeah, they, they both post bail. Like, the it's like the classic scene in the guard where they're just like, hey... You made bail. You're free to go. And they, like, open it up. And both Boozy and Webby leave. And, like, Webby passes the blunt to the guy that's, like, still in prison. And the guy's, like, he's just, like, you stay up, man. He, like, hands him the blunt. Uh, they go outside. somebody to flush that toilet for you. <laughs> well, now he's alone. They're going to know it's him. They're going to be, like, he's going to the bathroom an awful lot in there. <laughs> we don't uh, give these people food. What are they? <laughs> he hasn't eaten anything. What is he flushing? Uh, never mind the weed smoke in the air that clearly doesn't go down the toilet yeah i mean if you're in prison like probably do other drugs i mean i imagine the worst one to do um yeah so they they get bailed out they go outside saul's in the car saul this is our first introduction yeah and this is where we get an introduction to saul just a uh a quote-unquote smooth guy he's supposed to be yeah he's supposed to be like the the baller drug dealer mm-hmm. like above it all like they try the so hard plug. they so try they try so hard to get him over with the audience as like the cool guy but like as soon as they introduced him i was like no <laughs> no way uh saul bails them out and they're like apprehensive at first because they don't know saul and he's like what he, what is he oh he says slim is my nephew he's like he told me to look out for y'all boys if anything ever happened to him that's why i bailed mm-hmm. you guys out and they're still a little apprehensive and he's like would i have bailed you guys out if i wanted you dead like, I would have just had somebody kill you inside. And that's all the convincing boozy needs. And he, like, hits Webby. Like, he's like, come on, man. Let's get in. <laughs> and they jump in the car. Uh, and he takes them over to Olive Garden. <laughs> this is, this is Saul brings them to, like, a They're little... They're trying to... So these next few scenes are trying to show Saul's baller lifestyle. He's mm-hmm. not in these streets. He's at the Olive Garden. <laughs> he's, he's, he's at the Olive Garden ordering multiple forms of wine. He's, he's like, Hooters. I'll take the Cabernet. He's at, uh, what's that other place? <laughs> Uh, um, the strip club. That right. too. I was thinking. I was thinking. Wing House. That's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, he's at. He's definitely he's at, at Wing House in that first scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So the first. House. So they go to. It's supposed to be. They're trying to play it off as like mafia, like fancy Italian restaurant, all this stuff. But it's clearly just like an Olive Garden, maybe even a macaroni grill. Yeah. I didn't see like the the place the um, tablecloths you can write on with the crayons. So they took those out. If we, the yeah, shop, if we could but, look hard enough, we could probably see what that place is like in the background with like some. But this decoration. waitress shows up and just like acts like a normal waitress, you know, like kind of friendly and stuff. But like they're trying to play it off as like solves the man here. Everybody knows him, but she's just like, all right, so uh, any drinks for us today? And so I was just like, we'll take the cabernet. He like looks at the You got the, the recording voice. of that, right? I, I think so. I'm like trying to find it. Um, but yeah, so, hey, so I was like ordering a bunch of, oh, I don't have, you know what I have? I have the second waitress that, uh, that comes works, up to him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at the first, at the Olive Garden, he like orders a bunch of different type of wine. He like looks at booze. Not even really it. though. It's just like, he's just he, like, he just like names two kinds of wine. Yeah, he's right? just like, so we'll take a, a, uh, he's like looking at the wine bottles, like a Cabernet. And then he's like, what y'all want? Like, <laughs> and then Webby and Boozy just like look at each other like, oh. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, look at how high class this guy is, and we're just street boys. Uh, They have like a toast, 
And then, like, from there, he's like, they're not done. Oh, wait, no, you do have the recording for that, the food order he makes. Do I have that? Remember where he's like the, we'll take some, some bruschetta, some pancetta? I don't see it. Some unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> he does. He does ask for some breadsticks. I, I don't. I don't see it. I might have deleted uh, it by accident because the, the the one I have is the next one where they go to the. Up. But yeah, he's just like trying to. It's supposed to play him off as like this is a man of high class, but he's just like yeah, we'll take the unlimited soup salad and breadsticks. <laughs> well, that, well, order that, that spaghetti. Well, well, that's the thing because the restaurant that they're in has like a main location, and then you go around the hall, and there's a strip club. And when they get to that strip club, um, it's a very regular looking, below regular looking. It looks like the strip club like on the corner where we live. It's like That's trash. That's inside of it. The first like the first kind of strip club scene where you have like the dancers like on top of the bars. And That's stuff. the one. Yeah. That was like an Applebee's. To me. Yeah, it was like a regular spot. They like threw some girls on the table and a little boozy. Literally they threw says, like some girls. They threw like I, some some like awkward white dudes around to like show like this is. <laughs> This is the wife they, right here. They also threw like just an awkward white girl in the corner because like Webby kind of like goes over to her and like kind of like just chats her. Just the most average looking yeah, one. Yeah, just like a regular like, woman. Oh man, look at this. And Boozy literally says he comes in. And he's like, I ain't never been to no place like this before. And you're just like, what? Boozy? No, you didn't hear Boozy's best scene in that. Though. What like, did he say? My dick hard like a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, little Boozy's the best actor in this movie because he's just a little Boozy in the whole scene. He comes, yeah, he comes in and he's like. I ain't never been in a place like this before. And then Saul's like, you just wait. Because we got a VIP booth in the back. And he's just like, what? And that dude at the dreads comes out. And he's like, oh, y'all boys rolling with Saul. Y'all life's about to change real real significantly. You guys follow me. And they go to the back room. And it just looks still like the same place. I don't know why they made it seem like it was so much more baller. They go into a booth. There's like a red circle table booth. And then Boozy, uh, Webby, and Saul all go in and sit down. And this is the waitress interaction that I have because the waitress comes up. They're like trying to let you know that like, yeah, Saul knows people. Everybody knows Saul. He's out here killing it. He comes and sits down. The waitress is just like like small white lady. And she's like, hey, Saul, how's it going? And uh, he does his little. I'm fine. I'm doing great. Good. You look well. Thank you. <laughs> you look well is my favorite. <laughs> she's like, I'm doing good. He's like, you look well. They're trying to make him pass him off as like the smoothest pretty dude. Pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure these like waitresses and stuff they got for this are just actual waitresses. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, say this line, and like none of that's scripted. That you look well. <laughs> none of that's on the script. As that actor just actually, up you know what? Them. They weren't even told they were this. They probably just like went to an actual Applebee's and just like had a camera and just filmed it. Yeah, yeah. They definitely didn't let her know. I'm trying to look up Saul. Saul's uh, real name is Amir Baraka. I'm going to go ahead and look him up just because I want to see what, um, born to humble beginnings in New Orleans. <laughs> it's like part of his, uh, part of his. Is that Wikipedia or what is that? <laughs> no, it's his IMDb page. Oh, man. Oh, Saul has like regular acting gigs. He's like an important character in American Horror Story. Oh, well. Like several seasons. I mean, good for him, I guess. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I can't he even imagine. He was the devil, so maybe that's why they put him in American <laughs> Saul, Horror Story. Saul's the devil. We'll get to that, but. At the, while they're at the Olive Garden, before they go to the club, um, is when Saul gives them the, the toast speech. Uh, the, I, I'll let you <laughs> cover that one. Oh, yeah. Well, we got the recording for so we can just you can get it straight from the yeah. soul's mouth. <laughs> from the devil's mouth. Making toast when a nigga should be making a bakery. That's real shit. The realest. But that's just the first part of the uncle's plan. With the north side and the south side working together, who said we couldn't be fucking with Houston, Atlanta, New Orleans, 
We talking about a bread factory with trucks dropping off loads at every grocery store in the south. Yeah, this is every grocery <laughs> store. He goes way too hard for that toast analogy. <laughs> Nobody knows where he's as going. As far as he can, it doesn't stop at why you should that, be making that's toast. That's real stuff. I eat toast every day. The funniest thing is that it's like a weird. <laughs> it's like the whole like teach a man how to fish thing, but he like does it with toast and bakeries and just <laughs> goes as far as he can with it. You ever hear about rye bread? <laughs> a pumpernickel. Got it. Got to Got to make the toast. That way we get the dough. Throw it in the oven. Toaster oven. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's before that they go into like the um the little second section into the club, but. Once they're in that club, after he um, orders the drink, you 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 talked about this before. He orders the drink. What does he ask the guy? He for? goes, yeah. The, the waiter pulls up and he's like, "How we doing?" Saw all this. What are we drinking tonight, boys? And he goes, "Something elite." <laughs> you ever walk in a club and just say something elite? <laughs> just anything elite. <laughs> like, all right, I'll get uh three shots of Burnett's. <laughs> they want him to be cool so bad in, in the way that they make him talk. Just pour, pour me something elite, and then that's what um. It's either, was it Boozy that pulls out the blunt or is it Webby? It's Webby. Webby pulls out a blunt and like Saul takes it from him. He's like, no, 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 no. I got you. And he like opens a case of cigars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we just rewatched the clip. Webby said, these look like cigars to me. <laughs> these look like cigars. <laughs> oh, where did this look like some toast? <laughs> where the bread at, Saul? So he like takes the cigar out and like starts smoking it and just like starts coughing immediately. Which I was saying that's probably just on set. He like smoked it wrong and just starts And then he goes, he's like, oh my bad, you got a puff on that. <laughs> they're just in a club. They're like in like a super nice, quote unquote super nice club. Because it's just a trash club. But they're trying to pass all off as this baller in a super nice club. And they're just in like airbrush tees. Super out of place. Just like <laughs> coughing and like ordering like just like regular drinks. It's just so weird of a dynamic that they give them. Um, they stay with them for a long time, though. They, like, follow them from the Olive Garden to the second room in the Olive Garden, which is, like, the strip club. Then the VIP room in the strip club, which is, like, the super strip club. And then they follow us all home to his, like, cool, like, what is it, like, a beachside penthouse or something? Like, what? Like, not beach. They're in Baton Rouge. Oh, yeah, they're in Baton Rouge. not, like, a beachside. Well, he has, like, a pool outside. That's mm -hmm. what it is. He has, like, <laughs> giant, Same thing. Same thing. Water is water. He has, like, a pool but it's like the house from White Chicks that like Terry Crews has where it's just like pictures of Saul like chilling out and like laying on like a rug and stuff. It's just like the sweetest house. And uh, Boozy and Webby are just like, yo, uh, this this is like a house you bring a girl to. And then Webby like, he's just like, I mean, you think that's what he's trying to bring us out here? You think he's going to come out here and try to get with us? And they're just like clowning him, like calling him gay and stuff. Webby looks around and she's <laughs> like, man, the way, the way this place is decorated, he could be full broad. <laughs> He comes out as they're like saying that he's gay. He comes out just a wife beater and boxers, and it's just a quiet it, scene. I think it's their like attempt at comedy. You remember what he says though? No, what he, he goes, "Y'all want to play?" <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't like not write that down. Yeah, he comes out like naked. Y'all want to play? And they just like quietly look at each other, and then he just comes. And then down. he goes, "No man." And then he's just like, girls, and like snaps his fingers. And yeah, like, they bring again, out all the two girls. Two very average looking girls just, come just, out of like a closet Yeah, or just something. Someone's, someone's two cousins. And they just like, hey, throw these crop tops on. This, yeah, this is when he just kind of like lets them know like, here's what we're going to be doing now. Uh, we're going to like change the drug business this way and this way. And then this is where we get the the baller come up and scene. They uh, go to like Wids or something. Yeah, <laughs> Webby and Boozy doing their 
their dressing montage. It's like 16 Candles or something where you like are in front of the mirror and you're like, this outfit, no, this outfit. But it's just Webby at like a champ's. Trying on oh, different yeah, that hats was, that and jerseys. Was like, I, was, I was about to say it was like a, uh, a finish line, but I was like, it didn't even look like a finish yeah, line. Yeah, no, it looks like a champs or something. And then, like, it, it cuts, like, it, they're doing that. So it's like Shadow Webby trying on different fits, different, like, fitted hats. Then it cuts to them, like, cooking drugs in the house. Then oh, it cuts but, back to but Boozy. the best part of the, uh, the clothes montage was Boozy just yeah. has, like, a whole <laughs> rack of the same shirts. <laughs> that are just were like on display and just throws them on the counter like, yeah it, they're all the same so it looks like he just you know like where they have the same shirts and it's like small yeah. medium large they were just <laughs> all, all, all different all different sizes just like he's clapped, it, clapped it with both hands yeah. lifted it up and just smacked the whole thing on the counter and he's just like i'm getting all of these who doesn't check tags or sizes that, that was the thing that too like during that um montage it's just like rap music playing but in the bloopers when we watched it after he had a line remember because he like dropped it on a table and he like said a line and he said it wrong. He's like, ah, oh, let me say it again. He picked it back up, walked away, then walked back up, dropped it on the table and messed up the line again. I guess he never got it because they cut it out and they just played music that over the montage. Yeah, they do the drug dealing montage and then this is where the random Mike Epps scene is. Which I have yeah, a clip yeah. of that because it's one of the funniest scenes. But this is literally just like the thing. This came out 2010. So it was peak of just like Mike Epps being everywhere and people just being like, mm-hmm. look how funny Mike Epps is. And so, like, Mike Epps is in the scene, and he's one of the guys who, like, works for um, Boozy. He's, like... Doing, no, no, he's, he's with right? the landscaping business. Oh, he's with the landscaping. Yeah. Oh, because, Boozy's running the landscaping yeah, business Yeah, because now. he took it over from us. Uh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Because he's, like, yelling at him. Yeah, 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 because he's raking. He runs over, and he's, like, yelling at him for, like, not doing his job right. No, he was being late. Did he come late? Yeah. yeah. And, and he, like, yells at him, and he fires him. And my guess is just like, oh, I'm fired. But he's like smiling, laughing. Yeah, smiling the whole time. He's laughing the whole time. Boozy's like taking it serious. He's like, you fired, man. You can't be doing this. He's like, oh, I'm fired. I'm fired. <laughs> and he's just like. And then there's a whole like uh, banter with the other landscaper guy. Yeah. Who's like dude. a crackhead. Yeah. There's like an old crackhead who's standing like, behind Boozy. You're wearing a pajama top. Because, yeah, because Mike Epps is in a tracksuit and the other guy's just like in a wife beater. And they're just like yelling. And like the crackhead dude is just like grabs the rake. And he's basically, like, Boozy basically is just like, you're, like, it's your turn now. Like, you're going to pick up the slack. And he's like, you better do your job because you know what's going to happen if you don't. I have the clip. Time, man. Come on, time. You got that, you got that check now, man. I got that. If you be late, you know what's going to happen to you? Hey, I ain't going to never be late. You know what happened to you? You be late? I'm fine. All right. <laughs> you know what happens if you be late? I'm fine. <laughs> he's so, so matter of fact about it. He's like, yep. Uh. Yeah, so that they, yeah, there's so many scenes like that where we, you're we just do like, have Why? yeah we have another scene like that. This that's the uh, the barbershop scene where we get uh, we see some of Webby's bedroom moves. Oh yeah, I forgot or about that. vending machine moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they cut back to that same barbershop where Poetry Girl and Young Buddy is their like love story is blossoming. They give us more of that. The young guy comes in and the girl is just like, hey, how you doing? And he comes in and he asks her out. He's like, hey, I was thinking maybe we can go out sometime, maybe watch a movie or something. And she's like, sure, yeah, I guess. And it's just like a cute little like teen drama. And then some other girl works to Webby, walks up to Webby, and she's like, oh, we got something for you in the back. And he's like, all right, cool. And then they walk to the back, and then it's just like Webby like smashing some girl up against a vending machine. <laughs> just just like, terribly. Super Not that I'm gonna plain judge, and disgusting. But like... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to judge. Yeah, it was like, this is what you rapping about? Yeah, like, it was like, oh, man, this man's trash. What happens after that? They, is it Saul? Oh, Saul calls them. Yeah, yeah. So I ha- after that, it just cuts to Boozy and Webby like at a dice game. 
right? Is that that when they're that's when they're at the dice game and he calls them yeah. up and they're gonna do Ricardo? Yeah, so we can just cut to where. So um, yeah, Saul is like calls him. What does he say? He's just like we think Ricardo's a guy, but I already got some guys on it. But then Webby and uh, Boozy are like, no, we'll take it. We'll take it. Like <laughs> Slim was our boy. Like we'll we'll write this wrong. So he lets Webby and Boozy take out Ricardo, and then so we pull up to them. They're about to run up in his house. Well, we pull up. So, Saul has connections, has some girl. Um, it's a setup. Oh, yeah. Ricardo's making out with this girl. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is a great scene because they're like, they're trying to show like the passion or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're and making they're out as they're going up, st- up, up the, the stairs. Stairs. So, they're like crawling up the staircase while they're kissing and she's like knocking Yeah, this girl dead. <laughs> See, not, not even stuff. It's just she, there's like a, like a family picture on the staircase. She looks at it grabs it and throws it down yeah. it's like that it's like very deliberate like family picture off the wall <laughs> like they told her like make a ruckus i don't know i just don't get it because it's like they don't have better connections with like they're at strip clubs all the time and stuff in real life like they couldn't find somebody that could do these mm-hmm. like passionate like sex type scenes a little better yeah they definitely know people who are strippers and like do like sexual things normally for their job like why not just have them in the movie but instead, they just got, like, some chick from Boozy's High I mean, maybe they're that bad. I don't know. I don't go to strip yeah, clubs. Maybe. I don't know what it's really like. I would assume you offer her some money for the movie, though. You're just like, be, do what you No, I just mean maybe they're, like, not actually that great. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've been led to believe. <laughs> maybe. maybe the Baton Rouge strip club's employees aren't uh, up to snuff. It's not up to Atlanta standards. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's no King of Diamonds. It's just King of Garbage. Uh, yeah, so they, they meet up at Ricardo's. And he's, like, making out with the girl. And Boozy and Webby run up. And the girl, Ricardo, like, pushes the girl off. And he's, like, basically, like, scared. He's, like, hey, I'll boys chill out. And the girl just kind of gets up and, like, walks over to the other side. And he, like, makes a comment. But basically, <laughs> he's just, like, oh, man. Like, the girl like the girl was in on it. They kind of just get Ricardo. They look like they're going to shoot him. Uh, I think, like, Boozy or Webby, before they go up, says, like, let me get the headshot or something mm-hmm. to each other. And they end up not shooting him. They end up stabbing him yeah and they they like stab him in the stomach and then like slit his throat but once again they just show the knife they They don't actually show any deaths in this no 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 yeah they show the knife then they cut to ricardo holding his stomach and then he lays on the ground with his hand on his neck and there's blood coming out of it and that's when he reaches over as he's dying and draws a cross in blood which is important for later (laughs) it's important for later yeah sort of i don't Uh, know nothing important in this movie we didn't mention um kane uh slim's big thing is that he wears this giant cross chain and like at the funeral um when Bo- when boozy is like at the front like talking to him they buried him with his chain he's like in the casket and he's got his big cross chain on anyway so um they they take out ricardo and now you know the guy that took out slim is dead and you know then they go see bumby in prison yeah so bumby is webby's dad he was on trial like we said earlier for killing a police dog and he like got time for it he's in prison and uh webby goes to visit him and he's just like, yeah, man, how you been doing? And he's like, yeah, I've been doing all right. Saul's been taking care of us. And Bumby's like, Saul? And he's like, yeah, he, he bailed us out after everything happened with Slim. And he's been looking out for us. And he's like, dang, all right. Saul was like a snake like back in the day. Like We didn't really trust Saul like that. And Bumby's like, oh, well, that's, I mean, he's been, he's been helping us out a lot, though. He even helped us get the guy who got Slim. And Bumby's like, all right, man, just be careful. Watch your back with him because like, something's not right with him. And then uh, he gives him uh, a little... I don't even know. How does he have this chain in prison? 
He just I like, don't know. just like keeping it in his butt. He has like a, he has like a dog tag. I mean, it's not. Uh, I'm thinking of that Pulp Fiction scene with Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. He has the uh, the watch he kept in his butt all those years. That's I what I'm mean, saying. It must. I be. don't think. Yeah. I mean, after, it's probably a while. I know they have. Like, I guess. Yeah. You always see him like with G-Shocks in prison. And stuff. That's true. Maybe it's just like not metal stuff, but I mean, for the sake of the scene, I don't. Yeah. Think well, it's he has cool. a little dog tag with like a number on it, and he's like, Slim told me to give this. to Also, you. in that scene when because uh, they're talking to him. <laughs> You know, through I don't know what it's called, but where it's like one side of the glass and they're the visiting room or whatever, and Webby's like falling asleep. You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's just high <laughs> in real life, but yeah, he's like he's like falling asleep. They never explain like why that was, and Bun's nah. like, "You falling asleep?" Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he he mentions it. Yeah, he's like, "Hey," he knocks on the glass. Yeah. He's like, "Hey." Stay with and me, And he's, boy. like, giving a real speech here. Like, I remember I wrote down, like, I was like, this is actually some well, real truth it's, here. It's Bun B, too, so he's, like, got, like, that, like, nobility and, like, deepness about him where he has, like, a deep voice and he's just like, listen, man, this is how you got to live life. And Webby's, like, falling asleep. But he was giving, what? like, some real truth is the, about, is like, the implication that they're, the streets. Is the implication that they're just, like, partying hard and, like, doing whatever they want? Being and like, dumb. I don't. I and feel maybe like he, was, maybe he's like tired because of it. And Bumby's just like, hey man, focus on what's important. Don't like get caught up in that party stuff. I don't think so. I think no? this was just accurate. I think yeah, what you're saying is, but he that's just reality. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was probably like Bun B wanted that in there to show like I regret signing these two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, Bun Bun B produces a, a dog tag that he boofed into prison somehow, and uh, he has it, and he's like, Slim told me to give this to you in case anything ever happened to him. So he hands him a dog tag with a little number on it. And he's like, all right. And he, so he takes it and back. this is where it switches to National Treasure. <laughs> yeah, so he takes it back home. We cut to Boozy and Big Head. They're playing 2K. Uh, Webby comes in, and he's just, like, talking to him. He's like, yeah, I want to go see my dad. He's doing all right. Um, he told me that, like, the boys didn't really trust Saul back in the day. But he's just looking out for us. He also told me Slim left this for me. And he pulls it out, and there's a little dog tag with a number. And Boozy's like... Yo, Slim left me one of those too, and Boozy like untucks it from his shirt, and it's another dog tag with more numbers mm-hmm. on it, and so they they somehow they just like hold it up and they put it next to each other, and it's all one long number that completes. It's like an address, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What? What is this?" And it becomes like National Treasure. Yeah, and they're, they're like, like this, is like an apartment number. Then they're driving around, and that's where they're like, actually, somebody's in the back seat with a camera, and it's them <laughs> driving on like a real street. And they're like looking around. They're like reading the address numbers, and then like wasn't it like Webby's like looking right, and he's just like, "All right, I see it." And then they like pull into the left or something like that. Yeah, then he looks to the right out the window, and yeah. he's like, "There it is." And they cut to the car turning left <laughs> instead of right. Uh, yeah, they a end sm- up a small mistake. They end up at a lockbox. It's not. And yeah. um, as if they, they end don't, up at a bank. Yeah, they end up at a bank that has like a lockbox thing, and they like walk up to the guy, and they're like, "We're looking for this lockbox." Real sketchy too. And it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like you have the key. You don't need to be like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the guy's like, "All right, yeah, we'll let you in the vault. You have the key." And they're like, you know, vault boxes have no. And they're acting like they're robbing the place. Like, no, you're allowed. Yeah, they're like looking over their shoulder. And, like, and ah. like when they when they finally get in there, they're like, which one is it? And like they start at two ends. They got of the numbers vault on. Wall. They have numbers on it, but they start at both ends of the Webby's vault. Webby's just sticking the key. And they in like, the like work, yeah, they work their way. Uh, Boozy's like fingering each one, being like, is it this one? Is it this one? Webby's trying the key in multiple holes. I'm like, you guys have the number. Why is this happening? How do these dudes get their mail? <laughs> they've never even heard of lockboxes they're like what is this a bank <laughs> they're like so hype about it 
Um, they open up the lockbox and there's a VHS tape in it. That's it, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing else. It's just a VHS tape. They bring the VHS tape back to the house and they put the tape in and then we get the... We get Kane back. Yeah, the Kane's back and he's like, if you're... I wrote down the quote that it starts with. He says, if you're watching this, they got me. <laughs> and he like sits down on the chair. And I wrote down some of the quotes he said. I don't remember what the significance of them. But one of the things that he said that made me laugh is that the ocean is all in the mind. <laughs> I don't know what that was in reference to, but I wrote it down. 13 reasons why. Yeah, yeah I wrote it down because it was so funny. But it has, like, these really bad static cuts where, like, it looks like they were trying to make it staticky because it's a VHS. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, really, like, he'll talk and then, like, it looks like a cartoon staticky thing comes up and then he's, like, on the other side of the screen. And I was like, oh, man. They gave no explanation. For yeah, that. it was so bad. But um, the crazy thing about the tape is that you think they went through all this trouble to do like a national treasure thing and the tape they put it in and the tape is going to have something crazy like this 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 and this about Saul or you got to find this here mm-hmm. all the tape says is you guys are you guys are both my nephews and I love you guys and I want you guys to work together and that's it which makes no sense because it's like we've already reached that point. They're already friends, that too, and the but, tape, it's but like, the tape gives us no new information. At no point in their lives, swim like they were beefing all the time, north side, south side. He couldn't have told them like, hey, yeah, he could have bridged that gap cousins. years ago. I think maybe the the the, the sick under underlying truth of that is that Slim needed them to be at odds probably to make his money. Oh, <laughs> and now that I he's mean, gone, maybe since like Saul is rising up or something, if bringing them together would like upset the setup. Know. Because the reason he, they're making money with Saul is that Northside and Southside joined Combined, up. right, right. Yeah, so I don't know so why he no would. Reason. There's no he reason. There's no reason. slipped his mind. I mean, he had two baby mamas. But the crazy thing is, just, if you look at it just from a standpoint of like... Helping the community. There's a lot going on with him. If, I forgot if look, to mention. If you just look at surely look at it as a standpoint of like as a filmmaker, like you want to like forward the plot. You want to unfold this like crazy mystery. The big plot twist is that Slim left in this tape. There's no new information on it. And it doesn't change the characters at all. He's like, I want y'all to work together. But they've been working together since he died. So, like, it didn't... None of it was even worth it. No new information was given. It was crazy. And he doesn't mention Saul, which is the thing Boozy points out. He goes, <laughs> this man didn't mention Saul one time. What what happens after that? They they, they pull up on Saul at that bar. Oh, yeah. They That's go when to, Saul's got the scarf on. Yeah, yeah. They go to, like, talk to Saul about what's going on. No, he... Didn't he say something about, like... Uh, he's like telling the, the next tape, moves. Yeah, he's telling him something about like watch out for like you can't trust these people and all that. Yeah, but he doesn't mention Saul. He doesn't specifically mention Saul. Um, oh, he says there's gonna be a lot of people rising up trying to tell you that they knew me. Yeah, and trying to like claim that they're helping out. Like watch your back. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mention Saul by name though, because Boozy's like he didn't mention Saul one time. Like I wonder if Saul really did know him. They meet up with Saul at that tavern where he has on like just a like a t-shirt and an ascot with <laughs> the sunglasses. And then Saul again is like something to eat for these two. Yeah, yeah, he does another one of those things, but also Yeah, Boozy goes, We just watched and then Webby hits yeah, him. Yeah, Webby hits him and he's like, We good, man, we didn't do nothing. But yeah, Saul gets everybody shots. Webby drinks his because they're like trying to figure out they're at this point they're buddy cop again. They're trying to like figure out what Saul's up to. But Boozy has no kind of subtlety. He just like dumps the shot over his shoulder. <laughs> I forgot you about that? that. He just dumps That's it out. That's funny. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Saul's just like, what's what's up with you? Oh my god. So yeah, they they meet up with Saul and he like gives them like their new objective on like, oh here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna hit this new spot and everything like that. So they leave, and then this is where we get the big. This is where we get our big suspenseful turn. I think, as uh, Boozy and Webby are outside of the tavern. They look into the window and someone walks up to Saul with like a cloth. They open the cloth and they pull out Slim's chain, the cross mm-hmm. chain. And so Saul takes it and he puts on Slim's chain. 
And Boozy's like, that's Slim's chain. And then that's where Webby gives us the, our, our line. Of well, it flashes to, back to like him. Yeah, oh, yeah, it gives us another flashback. So, yeah, if, Ricardo if, if flash first, it flashes back to the chain on Slim's neck in the casket. And then it flashes to... Saul drawing the cross with his blood. Yeah, Ricardo, when he died, I mean, that Ricardo. cross that he drew in the blood. And then, um, I don't have it recorded, but Webby's line of telling us who Saul is. It's just like, Saul's the devil. <laughs> they play like this music too, like this evil music. <laughs> Saul's the devil, man. Uh, so this is where they realize that Saul's the guy. Um, I don't so, know. I was a little confused. Was this movie really trying to say Saul was the actual devil? Or... I, I don't <laughs> If that's what they were saying... Maybe, because Paul Wall at the end, remember? He's like, you've done something that a lot of people in this world have tried to do. <laughs> a lot of politicians have been trying to kill the devil for years. I don't know what. I don't even want to give this movie any more The evil's love. gone, boys. The, the evil has been killed. Shout out to them drug dealers for taking away evil. Um, yeah, so that, that so they figure out Saul's the guy, and they're like, we're going to take out Saul at all costs. So Webby comes in, he pays his grandma a bunch of the money, Says bye to his little niece, gives her a hug, and he's like, I'm going away for a while. And she's like, okay. And then we cut to Boozy writing a letter to his grandmother, and then he visits his mother's grave and places some flowers on the grave. They're both saying their goodbyes because they're about to basically go on their little suicide mission Mm -hmm. to go after Saul. Yeah, so the two of them basically get all the gear that they need, and Saul's at, at the house. And he's is he by himself or is he with a yeah, girl? He's by, himself. he's by himself. He's just like chilling, and they run up on Saul, and once again he's like in his underwear, like on the couch, and they like turn on him, and they basically let him know they don't. They have masks on at first, but then immediately yeah. take it off. So they're just like, it's us, and he's just like he gives his like Denzel like uh, y'all be playing ball in Pelican Bay if it mm-hmm. wasn't for me speech. <laughs> like, it's like that combined with like they were trying to do like a Scarface last scene. Too. Yeah, 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 Scarface death scene. Like, he like, goes out like a G. Like, he's just like, y'all will be not doing that. But also me. in the background, I don't know if you caught this, but on the big screen TV, because they're, like, in his living room. Is it Scarface? Doing this. No. Oh, I was going to say it's it's some so random. It's some random baseball game. Oh, is it really? I definitely didn't catch it. Like a live baseball game. I thought you were going to say they tried to do, like, a cool, like, layering thing where, like, Scarface is on the TV. No, this was just, like, they forgot to turn (laughs) off the TV for the scene. Because it kind of ruins it. It's just, like, there's just some random baseball game. (laughs) He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would like baseball. Oh, man. They basically team up on Saul, and they're, like, uh, he gives his speech, and then he turns around, and as he realizes they're not backing off from the tough guy's speech, he starts begging. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I got so much money, I give y'all boys the money right now. Just leave me." Uh, like he's like, "You got because they, they mentioned the chain." He's like, "You want the chain back? I'll give you the chain yeah. back." Like he's like trying to make a deal with them, and uh, they kind of just like tr- trash talk him, and they shoot him. They straight up they execute him yeah. like Boondock Saints. He's like on style. his knees. They just straight up yeah. execute him. And they have um, Big Head and Lil Fatter in the car. They're supposed to be the lookouts. Also, during the, the execution scene, Saul, like, jerks his head back before they actually oh, shoot Oh, yeah. Him. Boozy pulls the trigger. Like, right before he pulls the trigger, Saul, like, jerks his head back like a bullet hit him. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls the trigger and a muzzle flare happens. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Big Head and Lil Fatter in the car, they're supposed to be the lookouts. And they get distracted because they get into an argument. I forget about what, about like food or something. Mm-hmm. And then like as they're talking, like the lights pop up behind them, like the cops. And they're just, again, in this movie, the cops are just like always a MacGuffin. Like when they get caught at the lookout or where they're like the security guard that breaks it up outside of the, the corner store. This time the cops pull up, they immediately just throw their hands up. And they're like, you got us. Like they're not doing anything. They're just sitting in the car. Uh, but the, the cops come up and Boozy and Webby come out, drop their guns and they lay down on the ground. Mm-hmm. This is where we get SWAT Officer Lockett. 
<laughs> which we paused it, but the car that they're driving clearly shows like the company that they it hired. Says, it's like a rented cop company. Yeah, it's, it's like, like what does it say? It says like bodyguard, bodyguards, armed, armed or unarmed security, like events. Yeah, yeah, it's like an events, events security guy, but he has a straight up shotgun with a SWAT hat. And he's just like aiming it so hard at them, and then they just give each other. And the rest look. of the guys just have like the thing is all these dudes, they're just like people's uncles. They're just dudes, yeah. They like none of them have cop uniforms. They're just like dudes in black shirts, and like, they're all guns. like over sixty. They yeah. just look like this is legit, like <laughs> just, just their uncles yeah, wanted to roll. Just a whole bunch of their uncles are sliding through, but uh, they kind of. I think like, one of them has like a navy vet hat. If you've seen, yeah, those, one of them like, does have like a like, navy the old, hat with like the yeah, ship yeah. on it. And yeah, they they all come out and then like they kind of give each other a look like we're going to jail but we got we got the boy that got and you're, yeah you're hoping there's going to be like a shootout or something no they know? just they, they drop just their arms down. they lay down and they're like we're going to jail but we do we did the right thing we got saw we uh, killed the devil we, <laughs> we killed the devil um yeah so that's it i mean like mission accomplished they got him uh they cut to they just cut to like a family dinner Grandma. Yeah, it's showing like the, the whole family's doing good. Yeah, absence, hoops. Taking hoops care of. was apparently pregnant with Slim's baby because she comes out with a new baby. I mean, he did say, "Let's make a life." So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that final sex scene was him impregnating Hoops. Uh, yeah, so Slim has an heir to the throne, to the crack throne, uh, little Slim, and then they just cut to the final scene, which is the bus ride to prison. And this is finally you've been waiting on Paul Wall because they told us <laughs> Paul Wall was going to be in there in that first the box scene. quote. The movie opening, Paul Wall's like fourth build. <laughs> we finally see Paul Wall, final 30 seconds of the film. He looks back and he's like, Hey, y'all Slim's boys, right? And they're just like, Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, we all heard about what you did in here, which I don't know how they heard about it. And because um, it just happened like an, like hours ago. <laughs> but it's like, Yeah, we all heard about what you did in here. Uh, we all, you know, we all look out for you while you're in here because, you know, you did something that. A lot of a lot of old politicians been trying to do for years. <laughs> like apparently Saul is like on the radar of a bunch of old white politicians, and they're like kind of not having it. Like Webby, no, Boozy, the best like, part is shut up. Boozy doesn't answer at all. But Webby's just being like super aggressive for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, like Paul was showing them love. He's like, we got love for y'all boys. And he's like, man, shut up. Like he's just mad. And the best part <laughs> is Paul Wall doesn't change his tone at all. He just keeps going. He's like, hey, I'm just letting you know, people got love for you, and that goes a long way out here. And he's just like, and what's that going to do? What's that going to get us? He's like, hey, man, you never know. And that's it. The movie ends. <laughs> I thought there was going to be like a crazy like prison break scene at the end no. where like Paul Wall shoots the driver and they like break out. <laughs> and that's it. The movie's just over. And you're just like, all right, Paul Wall. I don't know. The movie's like super predictable, straightforward, and boring. That's just the way that I felt about it. I didn't think any of it was that, that was crazy. Pretty, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I don't think it... I'm it, not even... We don't need to go through the top 10 criteria. Yeah, I don't think really. we're going to do the criteria. I'm going to just go ahead and give it a solid 5%. A 5? <laughs> yeah. We just did... I mean, we just did Blood Predator. What are we going to compare it to Blood Predator? What, a, what did we give Blood Predator? Zero? I, we gave it like a negative something. Oh, because we gave it negative 5 on we special effects. We gave it as low as, yeah, as low as it can go. So we gave it a negative this, 5. This is a little bit... The quality of it is not as bad as Blood Predator, but Blood Predator is so bad that it's more entertaining than this. I give this a 15. 15? A 15. That's not bad. I said 5 before. I'll say like 5 or 10, maybe 10 if I'm being nice. Um, I don't know. That 500k went somewhere, but not to the quality of the film. If you're not well, I'll just, if you're not a little boozy fan, you're not a webby fan, don't watch this movie. If you are, also don't watch this movie. Yeah, this movie's just everybody, terrible. Everybody, don't watch this movie. This movie was rough to get through. There's no reason to. Brandon, Brandon, fell asleep. <laughs> Brandon fell asleep in this movie after the opening 10 seconds. 
and like he'd miss nothing he, he didn't yeah. miss one bit he he slept through the entire movie and then at the end we kind of just woke him up and sent him home this movie was yeah this movie was just it was like lackluster in every way it was just bad i don't even know what good movie you've seen recently you want to mention real quick what have i been i don't even think i've seen much recently no movies no podcasts tv shows i guess we could mention menace of society if you want to see more menace of society is a good movie. that's a good movie yeah i mean that's it's all it's i got not this yeah it's it's definitely not this i don't know come on now dog come on man i think that's you it you gotta do that they don't want to know that oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so in, in preparation of this movie we looked up a dj vlad interview oh this this could be our conspiracy theory oh yeah we could yeah let's do that all right let me pull it up let me let you talk i'm gonna find the oh we'll give the background so boozy gave an interview after uh the whole <laughs> me too movement popped off i don't even know where to start boozy has some strong opinions about the me too movement he but. he has more than strong opinions he's like tearing down the me too movement he's like is fully like vehemently against it he's like but not for the reasons you would think no no yeah he's he the, has it's it's specific to rappers so he goes on this radio show to uh give his reasons he's not with the me too movement but he's just he's drunk as hell here <laughs> and you hear it you see it rappers should you know how many charges we can put on the bitch he just he like nonstop. He he tells like some stories about like some girls being like we were on the tour bus with like x y and z rapper and they, they like they like groped us and they like did this to us although he doesn't say groped he says grouped, grouped. And, <laughs> and he, and he, you got any clips i have to group each other yeah he but he's basically t- saying that like when you come on the tour bus like you're trying to get with these rappers you're trying to be with us we didn't abuse you at all like you were in on this bitch you a lie we grouped each other <laughs> Every clip, like, we had to stop this interview, like, 20 times because, like, everything that we saw, we were like, bruh, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, but, yeah, he's, like, he's like uh, he, he starts going so hard at one point, you just hear Vlad, like, laughing in the background, like, what is this guy doing? And it never even, like, I don't think, there was no backlash to it. He's a little boozy. Like, what backlash can no, come of it? Really 21 Savage, grab my, grab my ass. <laughs> <laughs> he just started using people's names as, I don't even know. All of this was so good, but... Yeah, I don't know. It was just a really weird thing where he like took such a strong stance on the Me Too movement, and he was just like, "Yeah, any girl that like says that she like didn't want it from a rapper, like she's lying." And I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> I don't know if this is the right stance to say." The last one I have is the best one. Um, it's he's just like talking about touch that bitch a little bit. <laughs> I don't even know what that's in reference to. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. I'm gonna do it again because touch that bitch a little bit. <laughs> I don't even know what the full quote means. <laughs> That's our conspiracy corner this week. Boozy is pro uh, tearing down people who are part of the Me Too movement. That's it. We gotta end this episode. This needs to be a short one. This is a bad movie and a bad everything. Chilling with the Bargain Minge boys. I'm Ray. I'm John. I'm gonna get Brandon on. Yo, Brandon. Yo, you got that figured out? I got you over here. Um. Say 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 something on the mic. So real niggas talking, and this the motherfucking bargain Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mistake. <laughs> Alright, bro. Take it easy, bro. That's a bad bro. Alright, man. Triple B.